Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome back. It's Barbara Ginn at barbaraginn.com. How's everybody doing? I am so excited. I am going to record this podcast and then head off to Vegas. I'm so excited. My favorite cousin of all time, Rachel, is there and we've taken turns. Actually, her, I think she's been here a few more times than I've been there, but we always miss each other. And so uh, we arranged it so that I and my family are going up to see her right after this. And I'm so excited. We have a cabana poolside tomorrow. So I just can't wait. But I have a, such a good show for you guys today. Before we jump in, let's go over a couple things. So first, the show is brought to you by the Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal. It's a 90-day journal. It has space every day to write out your gratitude and an affirmation for the day. And there's quotes and journal prompts throughout. It's the perfect way to build your gratitude muscle in less than five minutes a day. And it makes a really great gift. So pick yours up. You can find the link in the show notes and it is also on Amazon. Next up, we are enrolling for the Total Reset Bootcamp. So this is airing August 2nd. And the last day to get your free welcome kit in the mail with your affirmation card deck and gratitude journal is by August 5th. So you have a few more days to sign up, get in it, get in where you fit in, join my girl gang, get in community. You can read all about it by clicking the link in the show notes or just go to barbaraguian.com and find the link or the tab that says Total Reset Bootcamp. I hope to see you guys over there. I'm super excited about it. All right, so today we're talking about marriage. And from the beginning of this podcast, I knew that one of the topics that I was gonna wanna talk about was marriage. And if I'm being honest, which is what I try to always be, uh, I would say that my marriage has been defined by challenge. I had a friend sometime last year respond to a post I, I shared on my social media. I think we had gone to a marriage conference and she said something along the lines of through thick and thin. I was like, yeah, girl, it's been thick, pretty thick for a minute. But I've always wondered how everybody else does marriage. And I've always wondered if others struggle the way that we have. And I'm asking myself, is marriage really that hard or should it be that hard? I didn't have examples uh, to follow. My parents were divorced by the time I was five. I saw uncles and aunts from a distance. I didn't really have an example of what it should look like or could look like. And so I just showed up as I was, and it has not been easy. So I do want to share my experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I don't get that thing because I feel like the bad and the ugly kind of mean the same thing, right? Maybe somebody can educate me on that. I don't, I don't get it. So I was interested in just kind of like seeing what other people out there 
would respond with uh, marriage topic questions. And so I put a little survey on Instagram and I had about, I think it was like 52, 53 people respond. So this is based on that number, but I asked four questions. And the first one was, is marriage hard? And 85% of the respondents said yes. So I was like, okay, all right, I'm not alone. Number two, do you spend quality time without your kids? 75% said yes, that's encouraging, that is good, because I have never spent quality time with my husband without our kids. We've had kids forever. The kids are all spaced out six years, so our oldest is 25 and the youngest is 13. So wherever we go, he goes, he's with us. And it's so fun that way, like, you know, I don't think that it has to be something that you do. I mean, I think it's important to spend quality time um, here and there. But I kind of got stuck for a little bit thinking it had to be something that we did every single week, but we do in our own way. But we have our little Chico and he's always with us and we love him. And we're cherishing our time with him. But we are also making an effort to spend more time together without. So, okay, number three. Uh, what is the greatest challenge in your marriage? And this one, everybody was all over the place. So I'm going to read you just some of the ones that came up repeatedly. So releasing expectations, communication, same priorities, compromising, compromising came up probably the most out of all of these. And then there were miscellaneous, like some felt there was a disconnect. Some felt that there were financial issues, past traumas, infidelity, and passiveness, which I thought was interesting. And the last question I asked was, do your kids, if you have them, admire your marriage? And 74% responded yes. And I love that. I think that is so important. And it's something that I've been kind of wondering about or thinking about with just my kids, like, wow, what have they, you know, what have they seen? And how has it impacted them? My oldest is getting married soon. And, you know, I, I would hope that our kids have good examples to follow and look up to. So I am going to share a little bit of my story. And as I said, in the beginning, my marriage has been tough. I've shared before that my husband and I did everything backward. We had a kid, moved in together, had another kid, got married, had another kid. And backing up to when I first uh, became pregnant, we weren't together long at all when I got pregnant. And I don't want to throw shade, but it was pretty easy. So there you go. Anyway, from the beginning of our relationship, I never felt secure. And I don't think that he was ready at all to commit in the same way that I was. And on a maturity level, we were both pretty immature. And we each came to the relationship with our own pride and stubbornness. And there was a lot of disrespect and disregarding of each other's needs and feelings, which is sad, but that's just the way that it was. And just to clarify, because I know that disrespect can look differently to different people. For us, it was a lot of undermining or being rude in our conversations. I know that I was really bossy and... We just lacked a sincere kindness and respect for each other. Not like all the time, but enough. We've never name called or cursed at each other. I mean, 
under my breath, yes, but not to each other's face. And his drinking didn't help. I can remember so many times feeling just completely disgusted when he drank and behaved in a certain way. And not every single time, but enough times again. And it was just always something. And I started to build up this resentment for who he was and how he behaved and some of the things that I feel he put me through. And I never felt like I could show him respect because in my head, he didn't deserve it. Now, am I an angel? Actually, probably not. But my memory of me throughout our marriage is pretty solid. Um, If he were here, he would probably say things like, I've always had a wall up. I've never been affectionate. And I think I'm perfect. I think he thinks I'm perfect and he's just jealous. So our marriage has not been easy. There's been infidelity. There's been financial stress, selfishness. We never walked together in our faith. And I actually want to talk about a couple of these things because my perspective has changed so much. And I think it's important to talk about it. So first, financial stress. My best friend and I were just talking about this the other day, and we were talking about how men have a lot to carry when it comes to being providers in the family. And I will admit, I never really stopped to consider the stress that my husband carried for years and years when it came to paying all the bills, even while I worked. I always kept my money and I contributed to the family. I would buy all the house furnishings, the groceries, things that we needed for the house and the kids and activities and stuff like that. But I have never once worried about paying the bills. And I should have like that is a lot for men to be responsible for. And I do love working. I love contributing. And I'm very, very grateful for the provider that my husband is. He's always been an amazing provider. And I I can't wait to be the one you know, contributing more than ever, covering everything, which I 100% plan on doing. I'm looking forward to that. The other thing is our faith walk. So I've been practicing my faith for almost 20 years now, just me and the kids. And he came to give his life to God just three years ago. So we went all those years without God and we were a mess. And thankfully, now we are on the same page and we're both super committed to knowing God and honoring God in our lives and our marriage. And trust me, if it weren't for God, I am convinced that we would be divorced. I have no doubt about that. And this is crazy. I only shared it with a few people at the time. But just a few months ago, we were truly at a breaking point and it was over. Nothing major had happened. It was just some ongoing behavioral patterns that were not going away. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I moved out of my room and I just wanted it to be done and over. And of course, when you're in this situation, it's never easy, especially when you have kids and a home together. There's just so much involved. And here I am, I just left a career about a year ago and I refused to go back to that same career anyway and trying to build something else. So that was stressing me out. And I didn't want a divorce, 
But I also had no interest whatsoever in saving something that I just felt was over. And to make a long story short, I was going to sleep one night. It was February 17th. I remember that because that's my oldest daughter's birthday. And I was reading a book by Joel Osteen. And let me see if I have the book right here. It's called You Are Stronger Than You Think. I had just picked it up a few weeks prior. So I was reading it. And something that I read was worded worded in such a way that it made me just like all of a sudden see with new eyes. And I felt this weight lift off of me and I felt so free. I can't even explain it. It's just one of those God things. And I went to sleep that night, just thanking God for assuring me that everything was going to be fine, whatever that was. I just, I didn't know what it was, but I felt released and free and peaceful. And at that point, we were not really talking at all. I mean, absolute minimal contact, interaction, everything. And the next morning, when we were awake and in the same room, or area at least, there was just this huge shift in each of us. I could feel it. And when we did speak to each other, there was just this gentleness and sincerity and we talked it out and we were okay. Not instantly, but kind of. It went from like we were full on prepared for the end. We knew it was over to, okay, we're going to commit because we know in our hearts this is what God wants for us. We do love each other. And that's all it takes. Period. And I was in such a funky state. I didn't, I was at, uh, attending two Bible studies or a week. And I did not want prayer about it. I didn't want to share it with anybody. I didn't want to hear advice. I didn't want to have encouragement. I didn't. And I believe that was the enemy. I did not want to bring it before God. I was just done. I decided I was done. I decided it was over. So I didn't want any prayer over it. But I do respond when the spirit moves in me. And so I very reluctantly brought it uh, before both of my Bible study groups. And they prayed over me and prayed over us. And and I just believe that that was all, you know, God working in us, in me, especially And it just reminds me that God can turn anything, anything around if we just surrender and give it to him and do our best. So I have a best friend who's always been a rock for me during tough times. And all of my friends are so good to me. I'm super blessed by their friendships. But when I had gone through infidelity years ago, this is many, many years ago now, she was just there for me. She was a constant. And it turns out that right after my incident or after that, that happened to me, the same thing happened in her marriage. And me having just gone through it all, I felt all of her pain. It was horrible. And I'm going to share some, some of her story with her full permission. I actually wanted her to be a guest to tell her story herself, but she wasn't quite ready for that. So I was like, girl, I am not going down alone. We need to do this. We need to share your story. It's a good one. 
So I know I wanted to share it because I know that this thing happens in marriages way too often, unfortunately, and it's extremely painful and difficult. And before it happens, many of us will talk real tough about it. Like if that ever happens to me, if you ever do that, I'm going to do this and that. But when it actually happens and there's kids involved and a whole history together, a home, all you name it, it's not that cut and dry for all of us. And so after we experienced this in our marriage, both my friend and I, we actually did separate from our husbands. And I actually, I wasn't married at the time. I had two kids with my husband now, but we weren't married, but she was. But we both separated and moved into different homes, which is huge. I think that was really important because it gave us the time and space away that we needed. So anyway, fast forward uh, several months, my friend gets news that she was not prepared for. I remember this. I remember this very clearly. She calls me and she is just crushed to find out that she's pregnant and she wasn't with her husband. She had no hope of reconciling. And just in case you're wondering who the baby daddy was, it my girl ain't no floozy. It was her husband. He was the baby daddy. So she was crushed. She was just in this state of confusion and loss and hurt and pain and, and you, you know, everything. But anyway, the baby is born. And a few weeks after they're born, my friend files for divorce. So it's serious. It's coming to an end. She's ending her marriage. Then a little time passes. She and her husband actually do end up finding their way back to, to each other. Thank God. But there was something major that was going to make this possibility of working it out almost unthinkable. And that was that the affair that he had resulted in a child. And I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But what I want to acknowledge is that in the end, my friend did end up uh, recommitting to her marriage, even with the knowledge of this new child in the picture. And I've always told her how much I admire her for her selflessness, because this girl is so good to this child and has been from day one. She never made the incident about her or the child because they were both innocent in all of this. And I know that there are a lot of people who would never be able or willing to accept this kind of situation. But I just, I look at it as such an honorable act on her part because she loves her husband. Her husband loves her. They already had a family with other children and now new ones on the way. And she made a decision that she was going to forgive, keep her family together, love this new child who was a constant reminder of her husband's betrayal but she's doing what I fully believe is the right thing by her and her family. And her husband is a good man. He messed up big time and he had to pay for it in more ways than one. But it just reminds me that anything is possible if we approach it in the right way with a loving heart. Love is always key here. So yes, marriage is hard. I, I'm going to say, though, I don't think it should be hard. I think it should have 
difficult times here and there, but I don't think that overall marriage should be hard. If both people are coming to a marriage with more love and selflessness, I don't think it should be hard. But I do know, even though my marriage has been hard, it's, it's been, it's also beautiful and sacred. And that is what I hold on to. My daughter's getting married soon. She and her fiance are supposed to do premarital counseling. They, she told me they plan on doing that. So I am excited for that because I think that is super important. Wish it was something that I had, but no going back, only going forward. And I don't know where you are with your marriage, but wherever you are, I hope that you will look at your spouse every day through a lens of gentleness and love and decide every day to truly love and respect and cherish them. Because I believe that a lot of times we give up too easy and we approach our marriages more selfishly than we realize. And it's okay if we're not happy all the time. You can find your way back if you feel like you have fallen away, fallen apart, and you can be in love over and over and over again. Just making that decision in your heart every day. And if you're going through a rough patch that seems impossible, just remember that God is a God of miracles and he can do anything. Trust me, I know. And I know that we've all heard this scripture a thousand times, but I want you to hear it with an open heart and new ears. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And there you go. All right, everybody. I am off to Vegas. Woo! Can't wait. And I will see you here again next week. Until then, be a blessing and be blessed. Hold up. Wait a minute. If you are ready to go from confusion and uncertainty to clarity and confidence, then you just might be the perfect fit for my mentorship. Learn more about my transformational coaching program by heading over to barbaraguian.com and book your free call today. Nothing changes if nothing changes, people. See you over there.